Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Evening is coming on. 
people are still moving about the street, but with purpose, a goal in mind. Some heading home, eager for dinner maybe, to see their families, all busy with their lives. Mm-hmm. Lives that all move forward unaware of the things we know. And the things Detective Knoll is now aware of as well. I was wondering when you'd bring that up. You told him everything, Arthur. Far too much. I did, yes. Why? Look, I need someone, John. Daniel was right. I've spent too long relying on... Me? Yes. Only you. Knoll is... I don't know. But he seems trustworthy. You better hope so. He also seems somewhat familiar in a way, doesn't he? Something about his tone of voice. He... Where is he? We've been waiting forever. Oscar is coming. Relax. Let's just head to Daniel's and get this ring. Yes, the ring will lead us to the Freemasons, a powerful and influential group of men, many of whom will most definitely also be the kind seeking power within the Order of the Fallen Star. That's our way forward. We know that. Oscar's coming back out of the store. Sorry about that. Just wasn't sure if I'd make it out before they close. No, no, no. No worries at all. Thank you so much for heading to Daniel's with me and, and, and for grabbing some items for him. Of course. He's carrying a small bag of what I suppose are groceries. He's leading the way back to Daniel's house as the sun sets. So that was quite the ordeal. Arthur? Yes, about that. Uh, look... Seeing what transpired, I can imagine why you felt using a different name would help. Yes, and about the, um, deaths, I, uh... Look, I'd be lying if I said I shared Daniel's level of understanding. But I have my fair share of regrets as well. I mean, if you'd like to talk about... No, no, not particularly. I Just... just know that. Well, there were people who, um... Look, I'm not a bad person. Of that I believe. I saw what you did for Daniel. For me. Everyone did. It was quite heroic. Heroic? <laughs> I don't know if anyone has ever called me that. He's smiling, giving a nod of approval. You said you had information for me. Or at least I assume that's why you called Daniels. Yes, yes. After you left, I had a thought. That Marie lives above the grocer. Right, right. Uh, Jay Scherzer. Yes. Because it was a business, they're a little more open to give me some information. I gave them a ring and... Oh. Turns out that they leased a building from the estate. A man by the name of Edward William Allen. From the estate? So he's... Not only is he no longer around, but he never married. Interesting. Brilliant. Well, I asked where they send their money to. Uh, leasing it, no... They say that he's in their money addressed to a lawyer named David Rose, who handles the estate. I got his number from the phone book. If anyone knows anything about this Edward William Allen, it'd be him. Clever. That's brilliant, Oscar. Did you call? No. I wanted to check with you, obviously, first. You being the private investigator, I know. Thank you, Oscar. When we get to Daniel's, I'll, I'll give them a ring and see. Lovely. So... You, uh... You said you have your fair share of regrets. Aye. What kind of regrets do you have? 
to be clear now, I normally don't bear my soul to those who merely ask about my past. But I think it's fair to say that between the two of us, you've revealed more about yourself in the last hour than most people would in a lifetime, so... Snow is starting to fall, Arthur, in big, thick flakes. Oscar's walked to a bench nearby. He's sitting down. I never knew my parents. I was given away as a wee lad. The family I had was the family I made. My father were the priests. The women are mums, my brothers, sisters, the others left behind. But there was a boy that I felt especially responsible for. If I had a brother, I would have wished that he... His name was Alexander. He was the smallest of us, the boys. But held a spirit too strong for his frame. It overflowed. His exuberance for life, for laughter, was contagious. I found such comfort in him. <laughs> but others did not. There was a priest there, Father McKenna. He despised Alexander. Whether it was because he couldn't be affected by the words he preached or that he wouldn't fall in line the way the other boys did, I... Perhaps he envied his youth and naivety. I don't know. But what I do know is he tortured that young boy. He would spur the lads to bully him, encouraging the beat on them during the day and night. He'd have little games that he forced the boys to play and reward them when they picked Alexander last or had him in the mix as a potential for pain and bruises. He would make his knuckles bleed when he breathed too loud. It was horrible. But what could we do? These were our guardians, our parents. We were taught not to stand up to them. So it continued. Every day, Father McKenna would find reasons to torment Alexander. Every night I would lay across from him, listening to it whimper as he fell asleep. I tried to help. Spoke to the other priests who had empty promises of investigating. I tried to get Alexander out of trouble here and there, but Father McKenna would find ways, invent problems. He was merciless. And then one day, when we woke up, Alexander wasn't there. They believed that he left. Father McKenna, not least of all, pressing that narrative. I couldn't believe it. I wouldn't believe it. I looked around, everywhere for signs of where he may have gone, but found nothing, no note, no scrap of fabric, no footprints in the rose garden, nothing. I had all but started to believe the lies when I overheard some of the girls talking about the bell tower ghost, a spirit lost to the ravages of time trapped in the tower. We weren't meant to fraternise with the girls, but I was intent on learning more. Apparently the girls had gone up there as a dare and heard whimpering beyond the wall. When everyone had fallen asleep that night, I climbed the stairs to the bell tower. I found the wall the girls had pointed out. It didn't take me long to find out how it opened. Behind the wall, curled up, naked, and starved nearly to death, was the small body of Alexander. Oh. The other priests took him aside 
and spoke to him before the police arrived. I don't know what they said to him, or what Alexander told them, but he never elaborated on what happened to him. The official story, if you want to call it that, is that Alexander, so overwhelmed with being bullied, admitted to sneaking off and trying to hide from the other children, and got trapped in the bell tower. It was easy enough to swallow, easy enough to believe that Alexander was to blame. It seemed like everyone bought the story. The child, who just didn't seem to fit in, making his own mess of things. But I wasn't watching the police as they took Alexander away to hospital. I didn't watch Alexander as all of this transpired. I watched McKenna. I studied his face. The corners of his mouth upturned in such a subtle way almost appear as concerned. But I knew what it really was. Pleasure. Pleasure with having gotten away with it. When the boys had fallen asleep, and the orphanage was washed in silent slumber, I rose from my bed, took a hammer from the workshed, entered Father McKinney's quarters, and used the claw side of it to break every bone in his face. Chunks of bone and flesh broke off as a scream bloody murder into the night. Eventually the other priests came in and pulled me off. I was carted away. I never saw Alexander again. Or Father McKenna. Did... Um, did Alexander go back to the orphanage where McKenna was? I don't know. I never got the courage to find out. You stood up. So, you see, I have regret. Anyway, looks like this is the place. Right, uh, okay. I'll head upstairs and pack a bag for him. Uh, wait, Oscar. Hi. I'm sorry that happened to you. Thank you for sharing. But I have to ask, what part of it do you regret, exactly? The only thing I regret was leaving McKenna alive. Well. Yeah, I can imagine how that would have felt for him, growing up. Yes, weren't you also an orphan? Yes, and my experiences with the people that ran it made me want to get as far away from religion as possible. But, but Oscar, he used it as a reason to stay, to, to help people. People take different lessons. Equally, you killed your McKenna. My what? Uncle. Didn't Oscar's story make you think of that at all? Yes, I suppose, but I mean... What? Well, I was wrong in mine. Wasn't he as well? Wrong. Killing someone who would do that to a child. Are you kidding? And that makes killing justified. Don't. You don't understand. Not about this. You've become quite open to the prospect of taking a life. <sighs> anyway. Look, I don't want to spend too much time inside. Let's just head in and grab the ring. And call the lawyer, David Rose. Remember, if he knows anything about Edward William Allen, we need to find it. Right. Yes. Daniel has a telephone. We'll make use of it. And then we'll get the ring and go. Should Oscar know about the ring? Our plan for the Freemasons and finding the order? I don't know. 
You told Detective Noel. I know, and I trust Oscar. It's just... Noel's line of work is meant to be dangerous. Oscar is already in over his head finding Hattie. I, I, I'm not convinced he needs to worry about this. I don't want to put him in danger. We need to find the Order of the Fallen Star. The more people helping, the better. I suppose you're right. Of course I am. Fine, we'll tell Oscar once we have the ring. Uh, but we'll call Mr. Rose first. Arthur, the door... It's off its hinges. Right. There's a large hole in it from the shotgun blast. Damn. There's blood everywhere, Arthur. I can see where Daniel fell. A large, dark red stain covers the wooden floorboards where the pool of blood beneath him grew. It's grisly. Uh, I, I can imagine. But he's all right. And we have Oscar to thank for that. Yes. He's all right now. Breathe easy. Yeah. Yes. I'll be upstairs getting the bag together for Daniel. How do we contact the lawyer? Oh, before you head upstairs. The number for David Rose. Oh, of course. Here. Thank you. The phone. The wall to the left, a little further down. Here. Thanks. What's the number? R O one. Two seven three six. Interesting. Oh, yes. It's a whole new world now. David Rose. Ah, hello, uh, Mr. Rose. I'm calling on behalf of J. Scherzer Wholesale Grocer. The renter of one of the properties of the estate of Mr. Allen. Yes, how can I help you? Look, we've found some old boxes stashed away under the stairs that belong to Mr. Allen. Uh, wondering where we may be able to send them. Boxes? Yes, old files, it seems like. Uh, perhaps some blueprints from a build of his. Uh, yes, you, you could send them to me. Um, some personal effects as well, uh, perhaps. Oh. Would they go to you as well? Uh. Not at all, not at all. Uh, family of Allen's, or...? No, no, his other house. Other house? Other? <sighs> yes, uh, Mr. Allen lived upstate for years. Earned his money as a wealthy co-owner in a lucrative brewing business, but moved into the city before he, um, went missing. The body in the walls, Arthur. It may have been Allen. Oh, of course. Is this property being rented as well, then? No. No, it's a property I, um, I haven't touched. Not since Mr. Allen's disappearance. Yes, understandable. Uh, I'm sorry to bother. Uh, let me get those to you, then. What's the address? 61 Buckout Road, White Plains. Thank you. I'll send as soon as I can. Thank you. Take care. Well. Hmm. White Plains is only a 30-minute drive or so. But we know where Alan ended up. Yeah. Anyway. Where are you? Upstairs. For the ring. Remember? Yes, I remember. Oscar is in the room straight ahead, through the open door. 
I see him laying out shirts for Daniel. Huh. The study is to your right, through a set of dark wooden doors that are open. All right. Here. The study is filled with tall bookshelves that line the walls. A large ornate desk sits against a window that overlooks the backyard. Dark leather covers all the furniture in here. Sounds opulent. A globe of the world sits in the corner beneath some of the bookshelves, and another comfortable-looking chair sits beside a half-finished game of chess. Daniel always did have a taste for finer things. Credenza. Hmm? A sideboard, a, a table, with drawers. Left. Here. <clears throat> there are a number of fine-looking pieces in here. Rings and... The Freemasons have a sigil. It's, it's a compass with a ruler or, or a square and a, and a G on it. Yes, I think I see it. Excellent. Oh. What? There's a photo here. Oh? Of... Faro. Faro? I mean, I assume. It's a young girl. Um... Daniel must have kept her away. Maybe too painful to have her photo out. Is this it? Yes. I wish I could see it. I wish I could look at her eyes again. Look at her smile. I bet I know the photo, even. I bet you do. Maybe it's best I can't. You can't? See her, right now. Difficult, you know. Of course. You're keeping the photo. <sighs> yes. But you can't see it. No. All right. Anyway, the ring. That one. Perfect. And I... Wait. What? What is, what is this? In my... Oh my god. What? The stone, John! Scratch a stone, I nearly forgot! How could you have forgotten? I, I don't know! My god. What, what did we do? We! I told you not to make the deal! If we don't get the stone to someone before we sleep tonight, what do you suppose happens? I think you know the answer to that. No. John, we can all... Of course not. So what do we do? Do you think Daniel will need a brush? Oscar. No, no. Right? I mean, no, John. Look, you just convinced me to tell him about the order. I'm not advocating Oscar, Arthur. Not after all he's done. What do you suggest? I don't know. Exactly why you shouldn't have taken the deal. Fuck. Look. Regardless, you need to start looking for someone to hand that stone off to, or we end up as Scratch's next host. Perhaps there are people out there deserving of this curse. Criminals like Larson, or... Right, right. Or... Or... Or we dedicate our efforts to solving the problem. Oscar and I... How? Our book! The one with the symbol on it. It matched the one in the secret room, remember? On the crumbling book that... Yes. Look, we need to spend some time reading, figuring out what this creature is, Scratch. Time we don't have. It's already evening, Arthur. How long can you stay awake? 
as late as I need to to find a way to stop him. And if you don't? If I don't? If you spend the night looking into Scratch and come up empty-handed, then what? You haven't found a suitable host either, which means... I'm just about ready to head back. You done here? Yeah, yeah yes, almost. I'll wait for you downstairs. Which means if I have no other options. If it's us or him. Yes. Unless you spend this time finding a host. A host is only half a solution. I want to try for the whole thing. <sighs> Whatever Scratch is, it's dangerous. Obviously. So we need to try. We have the tools, we have a better shot than anyone else in actually stopping him. We can do it. Fine. Oscar is waiting downstairs for us. Are you still planning on telling him about the Order of the Fallen Star? Yes, yes. Uh, he, he deserves to know still. Where is he? In the sitting room where Daniel and you spoke. To the left of the front door. Here. Oh, you're done already. Yes, I uh, found it fairly quick. You talk to yourself quite a bit. He's standing before Daniel's liquor cabinet. Easier to uh, remember things that way, or... Uh, uh, yes, uh, I suppose so. D did you need him? No, no. You, you spoke with David Rose, then? Yes, uh, he mentioned a second property up north, actually. Also owned by Alan. Interesting. Yes, yes, I, I think there may be answers there. Right, well, I have Daniel's things now. I'll probably head back to him. Uh, actually, and, um, Oscar, if you have a moment, I, I want to talk to you about something. Sure, sure. I, I wanted to, um, have a seat. All right. Chair is here. Right here. <clears throat> What's on your mind? So, well, I, I suppose there's some things I had kept from you. My name, for example, Arthur Lester, and uh, being from Arkham. And Well, I wanted you to know my purpose for being here, truly. To see Daniel? No, no, actually, that was more of a secondary benefit. Or rather, one that would aid my goal. I'm all ears. Well, I came from north of the city, uh, from a town called Addison. Don't think I've heard of it. I don't think many do. But, but I... Well, there was a man there named Larson. Andrew Larson, he went by. He was a man who abused and enslaved many of the townspeople. He was a man who also sought out power. The kinds that Scratch wields and exists within, I believe. All right. When I escaped from his home, from this town... I came here knowing that Larson drew his power from an organization that he was a part of, perhaps even the head of, called the Order of the Fallen Star. And from what I believe, it's an organization that would be of interest to many of this city's powerful elite. Aye. Anyway, so I, I, I came to Daniel to ask for his Freemason's ring in order to see about asking some of that organization's members if they know anything about this cult. And that is... What it is. A cult. I plan to locate this Order of the Fallen Star, infiltrate, and bring it down. He's raised an intrigued eyebrow. Interesting. 
How do you plan on doing that? I don't know. I don't know enough about it yet to be able to have a plan, but... Well, I trust you, and I wanted you to know. And the butcher sent by Larson to stop me. So clearly he's threatened by you. Precisely. I don't blame him. You're a formidable opponent, I gather. To some. You've taken on quite a lot, if I do say so. You're no slouch. Where do these Freemasons meet up, anyway? I... I don't know. I I suppose I, I... Well, I can ask Daniel when I drop these off to him in a bit. If you'd like. Oh. Yes, thank you, Oscar. Look, I don't know how much help I'll be. But if you think it's something I can do to aid, please let me know. Appreciate it, but despite this being my goal, I promise to help Marie and you, and we have to deal with one thing at a time. So Scratch, to me, is a much bigger threat at the present moment. Aye. Well, Hattie's still out there. Precisely. Tell him about the book, the bestiary. Right. Hmm? Oh, no, 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 just talking to myself. Right, I, I have a book, actually. Uh, so when we... Yeah. When I was in Marie's house, I, I noticed that there was... Here. Uh, yeah. A what? Well, um... There's no use in keeping anything from him now. If this doesn't work, the stone is his, and he'll become scratch anyway. A secret passage uh, in Hattie's room. A, a hidden room behind the wall. And in it, I found some skeletal remains and a number of objects implying that there was some sort of ritual done. Perhaps a summoning. You with me so far? So far. The symbol matches one on on that that book. Um, A book that seems to have a great number of, of creatures from all different worlds. Tell him that the body was Edward William Allen's. That it's 200 years old. Yes, and I... I think the body may be Edward William Allen's. It looked 200 years old. 200? Yes. Well, I'm not sure that's possible. Why? No? Well, no, the house was only built about 30 years ago. Ah, when you did the research on the uh, building. Aye. But Scratch said he was 200 years old, trapped in those walls. Huh. Well, when Scratch spoke to me... He said that he had been trapped in those walls for 200 years. So how could that be? I'm not sure what to tell you, but this book is fascinating. Was Scratch lying? Why would he lie about that? Have you used it previously? Hmm? Uh, yes. Uh, once. Uh, another creature. Another creature? Lord. Perhaps Scratch is trying to deceive us. I didn't get the impression it was a lie. What was? What do you mean? What if it wasn't as long as Scratch is saying, but he's not aware? Meaning? Well, look, Scratch is someone who visits while sleeping, inhabits dreams and such. Go on. What if time moves differently for him? How so? Like when I dream. You know, it's a moment. It's a blink, and then I'm awake, as if you know, time was nothing. Right. But for others, for creatures that may inhabit places beyond the waking world, is it, is it possible that time stretches? Dilation. Sure, when I sleep, it's, it's, it's a moment, but for others... You know, he's a creature of the dreaming world, after all. It would make sense as to why he's so desperate for freedom. If every day felt like ten, I'd be batty as well. Right, right. Well, it looks like there's a great deal of information on each of these creatures. 
if time dilation is one that can help us narrow things down, I'd look for it. We can look through the book, Arthur. We don't need Oscar for that. Look, anything to help narrow it down. The lines of dust, the violet eyes, the glass distorting. Right, right. Arthur, I can... Would you mind, terribly, dedicating some time to pouring through that book? Arthur, I can do that. Not at all. Why? Look, regardless, the house up north. It's at Boulder Road, and it may hold the other half of these answers. If it is Alan in the wall, uh, knowing what he summoned may only get us so far. We need to know what he used, when, even. Right. Would you mind coming along? Uh, no, no. I just need to... I just want to drop these things off at Daniel's, at the hospital first, if that's okay. Right, yes, of course. And I can ask about the Freemasons, too. Where they meet. Brilliant. Well, well, I can wait for you, if you'd like. We can head up together. You can read from that book in the car. We can theorize. Why? If you prefer to go alone first, uh, I can take a taxi up later. It seems like time is of the essence, no? Right, right. Whatever makes the most sense, I'll make it work. Time is of the essence, but it's only a five-minute walk to the hospital, and I'm betting you can do that in two. And we're better working together. All right. Or we. Well, I'll head out then. You can pick me up there. Yes. Uh, oh, wait. How? Yes, I'm sorry. I'm far from able to afford the vehicle. I... No, of course. I'm sorry. I, 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 I didn't even think. Mrs. Pilon has one, I believe. I'm sure she'd be agreeable. No, to... no, no. I, I don't want to bother her. Not yet. Not without answers about her sister. The one walking around New York right now. Yes. Tormenting people. Poor Hattie. Where could she be? My hope is the house not only provides context, but answers. Along with that book. We should be able to rid Hattie of Scratch once and for all. Will she need to be there for that? Possible. Uh, Hopefully not. I believe... Well, we can probably draw Scratch through our dreams... How do you imagine? Using the stone. I I don't know. Um, The book will have answers. Right. I'll have a look at it on our way up there. If Daniel... Wait. What? Daniel, you don't think he'd own a... Uh, Oh, of course. He would absolutely have an automobile. It must be in his garage, of course. I can't believe I didn't think of that. Perfect. He, He won't mind. You're positive. Positive. And if he does... Well, I don't care right now. I Look, I'll find the keys and come pick you up. Hurry along. I'll be right behind you. All right. Arthur. Yes? Uh, I, I may... If, if you're not too... What? A, uh, across from the hospital. Um, uh, never mind. See you shortly. Uh, all right. Okay, let's find the keys. I assume there's a garage next door, the one Oscar alluded to. Why did you give Oscar the book? Hmm? The book, Arthur. The keys, John. Do you see them? Look, we... We can't drive the car and read the book at the same time, can we? Right? Let's get going. Are they on this table in the front hall here? But you asked him to read it before you knew we were driving. What is this about? I would have read it. We would have read it. What if there's something he misses? What if he doesn't 
get the correct information, Arthur. Have you considered how dangerous it may be filtering information through someone who hasn't read or experienced as much as we have? You think he may be in danger? Sure. It's possible, yes. Remember back in Arkham with Armitage, the book we opened there, and how dangerous it was? You think this is a risk to Oscar? Of course. Why put the risk on him? But beyond that, I... I managed well enough against the Gug in the Dreamlands, where we first cracked open that book. Why are you doubting me? Do you see the keys here, on this table? No, there are no keys here. You're sure? On this front table? Arthur. Your memory, John. I don't know how to talk to you about it. When I do, you get defensive. When I don't, I set myself up for danger. I... You aren't capable of being pragmatic about this. I need to rely on others right now. That's what this is. Yes, I suppose so. I mean... Are the keys here, on the kitchen table? No. <sighs> Look, we haven't had a moment to talk since heading to this house this afternoon. It's been hectic. Yes, it's been hectic. And continues to be hectic. John, you are looking, right? Yes, I'm looking. Talk to me. I am talking to you. I can do two things at once. Until Oscar is in the car. Then what? What do you mean? All I am saying is that you're being very quick to bring Oscar into the grander picture. You advocated I for- I know I did. And I stand by it. What is this really about? Noel, Oscar, even Daniel. Have you considered the risk? Yes. We decided that the risk to their lives was- worth Our risk, Arthur. What? How has our risk changed? The more people who can help us, the better chance we have at finding the Order of the Fallen Star, I Or the more risk you're putting on us. How? John... How could we be put more at risk? The Butcher was firing openly in the streets. Larson is hunting us actively. I mean, how could we put... How could we be in any more danger? This isn't... This isn't like it was in Addison. Or even on the train anymore, John. It, it doesn't have to be just you and me. We have allies now. Don't, don't you see that? I see it. So what's the issue, then? What on earth is the problem? More people watching our back. More people helping us. Hell, John, the only reason Daniel is alive, the only reason we're alive, is because we started trusting people again. Don't you realize that? I'm not saying we don't trust people. I'm... Then what are you saying? What risk are you talking about? John. Look, I am tired of being alone in this. I'm tired of not knowing who to trust, who to talk to, who to rely on, who I can rely on. It's what kept me away from Daniel for years. It's, it's what kept me away from the world, from my grief. Risk of losing yourself if Oscar should follow us and die. What's to say you won't fall down into your self-loathing again like you did in Addison? I am over that, John. I confronted those fears, those feelings of self-hatred, and I'm past it. I've grown. And Oscar will be fine. So long as we find these keys, are they here on the sideboard? 
No, I don't see them. Perhaps we should walk back to Marie's first, or, or take a taxi. We don't have time for this, John! We'll try the front hall table again. They're not here, you're sure? They're not here, Arthur. But are you sure? Are you... You're sure? Maybe the kitchen table again might... What, what are these, then? What are these? These are... These are keys. These are car keys. John. I didn't see them. I didn't see them a minute ago. You didn't see them here? No. I'm sorry, Arthur. I must have missed them. They were right here. I didn't see them. I didn't see Daniel at the hospital either. It doesn't mean anything. Where are you? To get to the fucking car! We've already wasted time. Oscar is undoubtedly waiting on the roadside for us already. It's five minute walk. He made it in two. I'm not going to turn into scratch because of this fucking stone. Otherwise, you'll give it to Oscar. What? Perhaps he should know. No! You want to tell him about the stone? Why not? Because he could actively fight it or try to stop you. Doesn't he deserve to know? Like we do? Less risk for him, right? I, I suppose. Then we'll tell him. Where's the garage? To your right. Wait. What? If you're truly intent on telling Oscar about the stone, do you still plan to give it to him? Should we run out of time? Why? Because I'm not willing to risk our lives on you making a friend. Nothing's changed. If we have to. If there's no other choice. <clears throat> Telling him makes it much more difficult, Arthur. How do you- I will make it happen. If and only if. Now, car. Here. Arthur, I didn't see them. The keys. Arthur. I'm just trying to explain Look, that- Stop! I believe you, okay? I believe you because there's no other reason you would be wasting time when our life is on the line, John. That is the only reason. But if you're telling me that I don't need allies like Oscar, because you have this covered. You are dead wrong. Dead wrong. Now, to the hospital. Directly to, which is right on this road. I know. I believe you. It's just been... scary, John. You have no idea what it's like relying on one person and one person only to 
have them be unsure of things. I, I don't know what it means, but if I don't make sure to have other people looking out for me, for us, it could all be over. Very quickly. You, you must realize that. I do. Good. The hospital is here on the right-hand side. But I don't see Oscar out front. Where is he? It's been long enough. More than long enough. You don't think he walked, did he? We'll try to head back up to Daniels. I didn't see him. Could he still be inside? Well, that doesn't make sense. Daniel would be fast asleep. Unless something happened to him. What do you mean? I don't know. I mean... I, I presumed it was safe. Larson only hired the butcher, but... What if he sent multiple people to kill us? To kill Daniel? Arthur. It means we could all be in danger. We should head up there. Wait. What? Across the road. Remember, he said something before we left. Right, right. He started to talk about... What's across the road? I don't know. Cross. Now there's no traffic. <laughs> there's a closed shop, a few apartments, a church. A church? It's also closed. Closed? Locked up tight. Well, is there anything else? A bar. A bar. Tin God. You don't suppose he... I do. The handle is to your left. <clears throat> the bar's quiet. Sad-looking. There are a number of men nursing drinks at the bar to your left. The bartender is nodding at you. The few tables that are here are filled with men speaking in hushed tones. It's not very lively. Oscar? One of the men at the bar. Damn. To your left. Here. He's staring at a drink. A full glass of something strong looking. He's not moving. His hands are on either side of it. His forearms resting on the bar. You took your time. His head hasn't turned from the glass. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you... Are you okay? Am I okay? You know, I haven't thought about that night in many, many years. I'm sorry, Oscar. I, sh I should have... No, no, it's not your fault. It's mine. All of it. What happened? What happened to... Why didn't I go back? He's turned to you. His eyes are wet with tears. Why didn't I go back to see? To find out what happened? I... I don't know, Oscar. Sometimes we can't go back. I... I is this why... Is this why you planned on, if we hadn't taken separate means of travel to the house? I... I don't know what to say. He's looking back at the drink, Arthur. Oscar. His expression has changed from pain. Wait. I... He's picked up the drink. And he's... You look like you've hit bedrock, friend. He stopped. 
What? Bedrock. Say, have you ever had a blood and sand? A what? No, no, I, I don't... It's a cocktail, actually. Uh, mind if I sit? <clears throat> a friend turned me on to them once, some years ago. Though at the time I was drinking too much anyway. I don't think he minded. I don't understand. <sighs> I understand what you're going through. What you're feeling. Do you? Yes. My daughter is dead. Because of me. Because of my negligence. He's put the drink back down. Here. See? Here. That's her. This photo. Here. This is her. This is the last. This is all I have of her. Arthur. It's fine. I mean, it's, it's not fine. But I've accepted it. I drowned myself in enough sorrow and alcohol to last many lifetimes. And I can promise you that the little tin god in this bar won't help. What does? Pfft. I'd love to know. I'd love it if it were one clean idea, like effort or friendship. Or coming to terms with your past. The truth is, Oscar, there is no one way to fix what's broken. To fix what pieces of us have, have been lost. Some days, yeah, yes, it's friendship. Other days, it's making amends. Some days, it's simply getting out of bed. And yes, some days, for people like you and I, it feels like it's easier to drown the sorrow. But that's not today. Why not? Because I still need you. Today. He's looking at us again, Arthur. Helping. Sometimes it feels good for the soul. I get that. I was leaving Arkham a few months ago. And I saw a car on the side of the road and I pulled over to help. Not because they were in distress, though it looked like they might be. But because in that moment... I, I, I felt like I needed to, to do something good, to help someone. I needed to do something good. I remember that. I think you're the same way. You help others. You help me. In so many ways today. You saved Daniel's life. I did. You did. You saved his life today. Not because of your past, not because of your mistakes. Because of who you are. And what you've chosen to do with your life. I help because I have to. Because of what I've done. No. I, I don't buy that. You help because you care. I see it. I, You do. But you're weak. And I'm weak too. In the same ways. But I also see your immense strength when you help others. And I see how hard it is for you to help yourself. I see that. You say that, but I was ready to down this. It looked like you waited. I prayed. For what? A reason. And now you have one. I need your help tonight, Oscar. Hattie needs your help. 
do what you do best and help people. Bedrock. Yeah, I like that. Me too. The car's across the street. I'll settle this for you. Go. Thank you. Of course. No, I mean it. He's turned to us again. Thank you. He's left the bar and is heading across the street. Arthur, I... I think trying to help people is a noble goal. One I agree with. But? But you can't save everyone. You stopped him from a drink tonight, sure. But perhaps Oscar is beyond saving. Hmm. What? I'm glad Parker didn't feel the same way. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. 